today. I'm so thrilled to and honoured to be able to speak this morning. Um, and we're continuing. Oh, thanks, John. Sorry, I had heaps of garlic last night, so I'm really thirsty. I've been out collecting children all morning, driving around. Ah, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. So we're continuing our... Se- what was that, pardon? Oh, okay. Chat amongst yourselves. All right. So we're talking about our series on one another. So this is a really practical take-home series that we're doing just on relationships and relating to people and um, just doing life well with people in our world. I'm glad we all survived the windy weather this week. It was so incredibly windy and I was glad our church survived, but I was like, I was out doing my prayer walk this morning as I do every morning and it was freezing and I was over at the Overland, it was so cold and my head was hurting because it was so cold and and I got to this one little spot and it was like, the wind stopped and it was like, oh my gosh, the sun. It's like, oh, the sun, that warmth of the sun. And, and I know it's so cheesy, but I was like, you know, that's like Jesus, isn't it? Like we might've had a windy week. We might've had a lot of wind happening in our world, um, but the sun's still there and, and there's always that warmth and there's always, no matter what's going on. So today we're going to talk about friendships and unfriending. <laughs> Friends love you at your worst and they help you at your be, be your best. Um, I think we need to be really careful and mindful of the friends that we choose um, because who you surround yourself with makes such a difference in your world and they really will determine the quality and direction of your life. So that's where we're um, heading this morning, setting the compass. Um, and this isn't a really clean topic. It's a very, it's a tricky topic in a way because it's got... Um, Wardy loves the word juxtapositions and it's got a lot of those in them. So when we look at Facebook, I got this little pop-up the other day of how many friends I've got in Facebook and I was like, oh, oh, didn't realise I had that many. And, um, but I was thinking, you know, you get people on your Facebook page that are, you might have some people that are constantly posting stuff or they're posting ads about their new product or whatever they're doing and, and you can find yourself occasionally, which I have to admit I've never done, but you can find it, you'll click the unfriend button because you're just like, okay, I'm done, but I'm good. And, and sometimes I think the term friends, if we take, took, look at it from a Facebook perspective, which is hilarious for some of you who don't have it, but if we look at it like that, you know, wow, I've got 300 or 500 or 1,000 or whatever friends on my Facebook, I must be so popular, I've got all these friends, but do you really? Like how many people are actually really in your world looking after you, loving you, praying for you? And, and I think sometimes how we can just unfriend someone, like we can distance someone from our lives immediately, um, it can kind of cheapen the word friendship and what friendship really means. Um, so I'm, sometimes we need to look at defining what friendship in our world is. So that's what we're going to look at today. All right. All right, so particularly if you're a follower of Christ, there's going to be times in your world where you need to redefine your friendships. And that can always be a tricky time. So why? Why do we need to do that? Um, If you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Who you choose to hang around with makes a big difference in your world. Um, And it will determine the pathway that you go down. 
Um, Solomon uh, says in Proverbs 13.20, oh, okay, don't worry, I thought it might be up there. <laughs> okay, I need my Bible. Um, it says, and this is t- said thousands of years ago, he says, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. In other words, hang with the right people and you become more wise, uh, but you hang with idiots and you become a bigger idiot. Um, and I think we can all look back on our lives and we can see times that we got ourselves into trouble and done silly, naughty things. And generally, it's not alone. Usually, you're with someone when you do something a bit naughty. Um, and, and so, the Bible also says not to be equally yoked with unbelievers. Now, we can often take that in a marriage context. Um, sometimes we'll translate that into having a business partner. Um, but it's also who you're yoking your life with. And, but at the same time, we need to be the light of the world. So, you know, the Bible also says don't hang with people that are easily angered. Um, but then it also says go into all the world and make disciples. So you've kind of got this thing of, well, you're saying hang with really good people, but then go into the world and hang with people that you wouldn't necessarily associate with. So we've got this, this thing happening. So which one is it? And the answer is it's both. So we've got to do both, and that's a tension as Christians that we need to learn to embrace. Um, So we need to be careful not to let wrong influences take us away from the the call of God on our lives. And we also need to be careful not to allow our hearts to grow cold, um, because God wants to use you to show his love to the rest of the world. But once our hearts grow cold and and we get... um, and it's subtle, you know, it's, it's, it's subtly pulled away or, or just um, attitudes change. Often it's not necessarily a big, I'm going to go and sin. It's, it's our attitude. It's our, you know, got to love the, the chicks in, that, in your workplace sometimes or the things, you know, there's that negative, always that negative. We had a big announcement at our work this week and on Thursday night and there was a conference and the ones that weren't at the conference had to log in and were like, oh, what's this big announcement? You know, the CEO's just been swapped over and that was just an email. Why do we need this big announce, call-in announcement? And so it's, you know, there was all this stuff happening in our immediate team, that big changes, and everyone's flipping out. And I wasn't at work on Friday and I'm getting all these phone calls and texts and everyone's like, I'm doing my resume, I'm leaving, I'm this, I'm that. And it's like, just calm down. It's okay. You know, everyone immediately kind of jumps to the, to the negative and to think that it's going to be a bad thing. And it's like, let's just wait. Don't worry. Let's not panic. It's only two people. It's going to be fine. But it's the two head people, you know. It's the people that, that, are cha- that change everything. And so there's that, that thing of, you know, what do you buy into? Um, and so, you need an inner circle sometimes. You know, your core friends say, you know, your sort of three to seven closest friends. Who is in your core group? I would say that is the people that are going to influence you the most. They're the people that are going to really have a big um, say in how you, how you choose your life. Um, that's the type of people that will give you your strength and encouragement. They're the people that will love you through the hard times. Um, and they'll sometimes correct you when they need to correct you as well. Um, when you have a good core, your roots will go deeper. And 
My major point for today, I would say, is when your roots go deeper, your reach gets broader. So that the stronger you are in yourself, the stronger you are in God, the stronger you are spiritually, the bigger influence you can have out outwards. So we need to go deep before we can go broad. So it has to be before, okay? So I think of trees, you know, the deeper the roots, the bigger the root system, the, fir- the more solid you are. Um, and then you can shine brighter because you've got that good, strong, healthy support base. Um, but if it's, in, if it's not right up of the, made up of the right people and it's got the wrong voices, um, then you're going to be shut down. And as soon as you try to do anything, you're going to be under massive spiritual attack and you're not going to survive it because you need the, str- the core strong so that you can go wide. Okay, so Jesus was a perfect example of this. Jesus loved everybody. Jesus is no respecter of persons. He loves everybody equally, but he didn't actually treat everybody equally. So he treated people differently. So he had the 12 disciples. He didn't choose 20 disciples. He didn't choose 24 disciples. He didn't choose 50 disciples. He chose 12 disciples. So he chose 12 disciples to put all his life into and to um, invest into. But at the same time, then even within that, then he had the three. He had the three um, Peter, James and John that he was absolutely closest to. So, so even he had to choose. And then, I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like, um, talk about awesome boundaries, but having so many people, so much need, people around you wanting your attention, wanting your time, wanting to know you, wanting to um, touch you, wanting to, you to pray for them. And he, he had, and sick people, like desperate people, it wasn't just like, hey, we should go and hang out. It was people that were desperate for him, who needed a touch from God. I don't know if you've ever been desperate and you need a touch from God. It's like, you're just like, you know, on a mission. And yet he would say, separate himself and go out and spend up to 40 days at a time with the Father, with God, so that his call could go strong so that his reach would be wider. So if, if Jesus needed to do it, then I'm kind of thinking that I need to do it as well. Um, so I think that if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Um, you can't live the right life with the wrong friends. Um, so if you've, and this is an extreme example, obviously, but if you've got friends and, um, you know, they're selling meth to year five students and they're, you know, massively dodgy, then you would kind of go, I probably need to change my friendship group because you might have been in that situation, but you're trying to come out of that situation. And as you're trying to come out of that situation, you still love those people. They're still your friends, but you can't associate with them for such a time as this because you are trying to remove yourself to get strong and to grow in God. And you can't do that around the wrong influences. And so sometimes we need to redefine what those friendships looks like. So the love stays the same, but the relationship changes. Does that make sense? All right. Um, And so it's working out who's, and if you're not sure, like, who's in my inner circle or who should be in my inner circle or do I need to change my inner circle? Um, And I know, you know, for me, pastoring and running a household and working full-time you know, the people that you're at work with, you spend a lot of time with the people that you're at work with and they, are, they do become very strong voices in your head. Got one girl and, and um, she's probably my closest friend there, but she's just 
out there and she's like, oh, I'm turning 30. Girls, we're going out. We're going to have a night out. We're going to sleep over at a hotel. It's dirty 30 and I'm, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> like, Nick, you're coming, aren't you? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, uh, and it's like, oh, it's going to be so good. And I'm just like, oh, God. And, and now, you know, there are all these little ideas are coming up and then they're talking about, um, and then she's like, oh, it'd be so fun to get a stripper. And I'm just like, oh, God, okay. And, um, and then this other girl, who's about my age as well, she's like, oh, I've never seen one of those. How fun would that be? Oh, that would be such a giggle. Imagine that. And so they're all like, oh, gee, you know, like little schoolgirls. And I'm just thinking... And, and I'm sort of like, everyone has their say, but it always seems to end up coming round to me. And she says, Nick, because she won't, I know she will not do it if I don't go. Nick, oh, you've got to come. Like, oh, wouldn't it be fun? We won't tell Ward, but how fun, <laughs> how fun would it be? I'd love to see your face. Can you imagine Nick? And then they're all like, oh, yeah, Nick, it'd be so great. And I was just like, oh, I'll let them have their laugh. And I just went, that's fine. I said, but I won't be part of it. I said, nah, sorry. They're just like, oh, but it'd be so good. I'm like, that's fine. You guys can do it, but I'm just not going to be a part of it. Oh, I guess it's not that good. I guess that might be a bit tricky. Oh, nah, okay, well, we won't do that. So I was dodge that bullet. Next minute, it's, oh, we're going to bring a joint. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, Nick, oh, that, that would be fine. Wouldn't, like, that'd be okay. I'm like, I'm like, well, I can't, I'm not going to be a part of that. I, you know my stance on that stuff. That and so you guys do what you have to do, but I'm, I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not into that. I'm not part of that. Hmm. Goes on. Oh well, we could just bring some really awesome champagne and we can have cocktail. You know, something. So it's like, but sometimes you've got to stand up. You know, you've got to gently without judging them but just put that line in the sand of and and over time you win people and and so they start to adjust their what they want to do because it's like and and I'm saying I'm not saying you guys can't do it that's fine but they're like oh I guess it might well the husbands might get a bit funny yeah maybe we shouldn't so it's just you know it's just having the courage to to love unconditionally but not be conformed and um, and that's a really tricky tricky thing to do. So so and I have and this message really really um, challenged me because I'm finding this constant pull of my heart for God and, and the anointing and call on my life, but then also you know having to spend I call it the alley. <laughs> it's like we're all in this like alley, and having to get on with these women you know day in day out and and who I love with all my heart, but not allowing them to compromise who I am. And so that's, that's the trick. Um, so two points that we will not let our friends do. Number one, I'll let, never let me, uh, my friends distract me from God's plan. Um, so Jesus did this with Peter. Even Peter tried to talk Jesus out of God's plan. Jesus tells us, tells that the three of them have to die that he has, sorry, he has to die to in order to fill God's plan. And Peter's like, no, no, Jesus, you can't die. You're not going to die. You cannot. No. And, um, and then in Matthew 16, 23, good friend Jesus just says, get behind me, Satan. Now, if, ever, if your friend ever calls you Satan, um, don't, 
don't go and read the book, A Wounded Spirit. But obviously, he, he knew Peter was trying to be a good friend. He thought he was being a friend, but he was actually distracting Jesus from the will of God for his life. He was trying to talk him out of something that he needed to stand firm on. Um, so don't call your friend Satan, though, please. Um, and he even goes on to say, you are a stumbling block to me. Um, he had in mind the things of men and not God. And so Jesus had to draw that line in the sand. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to be tempted. I'm not going to be influenced, even by a good man and one of his closest friends. Um, and you get friends like, oh, you're not going to church again today. Didn't you go last week? Do you really need to think you need to go every week? It's like, mm, well, I don't have to go every week, but yes, I need to go every week, and yes, I want to go every week, but, but there's a, it's just those subtle little things, like, really, do you really have to, can you really, are you really only going to have one or two drinks or whatever it is, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's subtle, like, did you say you were going to, you're praying again, oh, wow, that's pretty intense, isn't it, and so it's like, it's nice, but it's subtly pulling you away. Um, or you might be hanging out with people who are actually really, really materialistic. And so it becomes this point where it's all about the bling, it's all about the latest this and what they've got and the label designer, the clothes they're wearing or the next trip they're going on. Or, and it can become really disheartening sometimes. I mean, we're all human and you, you're around people that are successful or they're doing well or they've got stuff that you would really like in some ways and you think, oh, only I worked a bit harder or maybe if I did that job or maybe instead of running a church we started a business that might actually but they're not the best thing and so it's just being aware that that can just be it's little things like that or just you know that negative talk all the time it's just things that just will take your shift off off the main cause um so 